Blog Talk Radio. This is the Body of Christ Church, and you are. Blog Talk Radio. This is the Body of Christ Church, and you are listening to our program, Kings and Priests, where we teach repentance to the twelve tribes scattered abroad. In these last days, darkness has covered the earth, and gross darkness covers the people. But for those who choose to hear the words of the Father and the instructions of Jesus Christ, He will give them the power to become the nation of kings and priests they were ordained to be from the foundations of the earth. Second book of Moses, called Exodus, chapter 20. And God spake all these words, saying, I am the Lord thy God, which have brought thee out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image, or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above, or that is in the earth beneath, or that is in the water under the earth. Thou shalt not bow down thyself to them, nor serve them. For I, the Lord thy God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children unto the third and fourth generation of them that hate me, and showing mercy unto thousands of them that love me and keep my commandments. Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless that taketh his name in vain. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days shalt thou labor and do all thy work, but the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord thy God. In it thou shalt not do any work, thou, nor thy son, nor thy daughter, thy manservant, nor thy maidservant, nor thy cattle, nor thy stranger that is within thy gates. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that in them is, and rested the seventh day. Wherefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. Honor thy father and thy mother, that thy days may be long upon the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. Thou shalt not kill. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not bear false witness against thy neighbor. Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's house. Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's wife, nor his manservant, nor his maidservant, nor his ox, nor his ass, nor anything that is thy neighbor.
Kings and priests. Thanksgiving. Thanks to God or to Satan. This year, when you get together with family and friends and give thanks, is it to God? Is this the day that he has chosen or man? Did God choose a day for us to celebrate in this time of year? If so, why don't we celebrate it? Come join us as we discuss the true holidays of the Lord versus the false ones. We give all praises to the Heavenly Father in Christ. For those that's been tuning on, tuning in, we've been waging war against the false satanic days that's been set up in this world to turn our people from the hearts of the Lord to turn them from Christ and to turn them unto Satan. We've been revealing, bringing them out things about Halloween, from the dress up, the costumes, and now we've moved on to this day, Thanksgiving. Well, many people think they're going to be giving thanks to the Heavenly Father, but that's not the true origin of this day. And it has nothing to do with giving thanks to the Heavenly Father. It has nothing to give, do with giving thanks to the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ And that's what we're going to cover We're going to, we're going to look at the real days of the Lord I mean last week um, We was going into Thanksgiving, its origin How really is The day To worship the God of corn Where When they came to the Americas They stole that from The Native American Indians And then they put the Native Amer American Indians to death And then they had a feast behind it and then they sanctioned it as a national holiday that it would be Thanksgiving. So is this something that we should be celebrating? Before we go any further, I'm gonna bring on my um co host. Um starting with the brother uh Baja, he does a show on Friday nights, Repentance is the key. And um he helps me a lot on this show on Saturday. So I'm bringing the brother brother Abaja, how you doing this morning? Well, I'm doing all right, giving our praises to the Heavenly Father in Christ, as always. You got it? Say again, I can barely hear There we go. Okay, how does it sound now? Yeah, that sounds good. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'm having a, um, I'm having some problems with my uh, phone lately, but I'm we here. Oh, okay. Thanksgiving. Have you received the call yet? <laughs> Mama nah. told you to come home. <laughs> no, nah, I know. It's, it's, I'm pretty much at the point now where they, um, my my family pretty much knows. What I'm what I'm dealing with as far as the Bible is concerned is that I don't deal with those uh, with any of the pagan holidays. So, mm. yeah. So let's they go to uh, huh? <laughs> they still try, but it's like coming home. I said, I, I'll see y'all. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so it, that's interesting. I'm I'm not getting sidetracked, but it's on the same point. Um. Why is that? Why do you think that they, they still try? 
Well, it's just one of those things that when you're not going with the the multitude, if you will, or going move going with the crowd, they think that something is wrong with you. Even though it's like, hey, this is what the scriptures say, but okay, well maybe he'll change this year. Maybe he'll change the next year. Or we'll just keep asking. You know, and then it, I think last year it was just funny. My mom was just like, I know you don't celebrate Thanksgiving, but are you still, you know, you still, are you going to come through or this, that, and other, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's just one of those things. I, I, I don't really have to go into it anymore. It's right. sort of an understood thing. And I get so-called invited as, as a courtesy. Right. I want to read this scripture. Let's go to... Uh... Proverbs, the 15th chapter and the ninth verse. And it says this, the righteous is more excellent than his neighbor. So what makes the righteous more excellent than his neighbor? Because he's following the ways of the Heavenly Father and he's following the ways of Jesus Christ. He's keeping the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus Christ. So that makes the righteous more excellent than his neighbor. But here's the next part. It says, but the way of the wicked seduceth them. So if you're not dealing with the Heavenly Father in Christ according to as it is written in the Scriptures, then that puts you in the category of the wicked. And now a lot of people may be offended by that. But you look at the days that, you know, man has set up to worship the other gods, and then they take and put Christ's name on it, you know, that's wicked. So people, you know, and, and for the most part, people are ignorant of the truth and they don't know that they're doing anything wrong. They actually think they're doing something good. Oh, you know, we just want to see you. It's a time to you know family to get a, get together. So they're going to try to seduce you, get into your feelings, emotions. But if you're doing what's right, you're going to be keeping the days that's listening to his Bible, not these days according to, to man, because man has set up days for the seasons, but it's a counterfeit of what God has set up for the seasons. And those days that man has set up is basically established by Satan. That's what it's established by. And people, how can you say that? It's just what the family getting together, we're going to have some nice food and it's going to be a good time. Well, why don't you do that for the days that the Lord has set up? You know, that that, that is my question. Why don't you do that for the days that the Lord has set up? But let's go to Romans 15 and 4 to get this all started off. Okay, the book of Romans, chapter 15 and verse 4. Mm-hmm. And it reads, For whatsoever things were written aforetime were written for our learning, that we, through patience and comfort of the scriptures, might have hope. So what are we supposed to hope in? The scriptures. The scriptures. When we say the scriptures, we're talking about the Bible, the Holy Bible. Hold on. See, we got Zot with us. Hey, Brother Zot. Hey, shalom to all the brothers and sisters over there in the U.K. This is the brother Kazak in the U.S. Hey, shalom. How you doing, bro? I'm pretty all right, man. Giving all praises. You know, it's good to, good to you know, Sit in on the Sabbath and listen to these teachers' teachings, excuse me, and uh, get edified. All praises. All praises. Now, 
Have you got the call? Well, with me, uh, that's pretty much a dead issue. And what I mean by that is, uh, you know, my family made peace with it a long time ago that, you know, days such as Thanksgiving, Christmas, Easter, Halloween, those those uh, days, uh, I'm not part. I'm not partaking in. I'm not participating in. Uh, don't look to see me on those days, and uh, don't look to hear from me. That's mm. not to say that I don't love my family because I love my family, but there must be a there must be some type of uh, separation so that they know. Wait a minute, our son is not dealing with this, or our son is not dealing with that. And right. uh, this is one of those, this, is, this is one of those things. <clears throat> Excuse me. This one of those things that uh, we have to make known. Uh, more importantly, through our example, and by that I'm referring to us not having anything to do with these particular days sends a message that, wait a minute, you know, if, if our son or our daughter is not having anything to do with these days, why is that? And hopefully that should cause someone to at least question or to at least be inquisitive as to why uh, family members uh, who choose to uh, follow Christ and choose to adhere to the words in the scriptures don't have anything to do with these days such as Thanksgiving, such as your Christmases, such as your New Year's, your Halloween's, Easter, so forth and so on. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But you know what? I think it's time for us to go on the counteroffensive, and because you know that that way of the wicked seducer them every year, someone's gonna ask you, you know, hey, I'm having Thanksgiving, what are you doing? Or and it's and for the most part, like I said, they're doing that because in their mind they're doing a good thing, they're doing something, they're doing something that is nice. But it's it's a time now for us to go on the counteroffensive. So when we invite our family to the different feast days. We invite them to the feast days of the Lord. Say, hey, we having the Feast of Tabernacles or we having the Feast of Dedication. You invite, hey, won't you come down? So we have to go on the counteroffensive and like the scripture says, we're trying to awake people. We're trying to um, bring them back to Christ. That's what we should do. And I put the link in there for the Thanksgiving uh, flyer. Or we got a Thanksgiving article that's going in and and pretty much breaking down the history of Thanksgiving and what Thanksgiving really is about, and or is it really dealing with the commandments and the feast of the Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ? So that can be distributed amongst your family. Hey, look, and, and go and have a read of this. Check this out. Because they don't feel any ways by inviting you, and we shouldn't feel any ways by showing them the words of the Heavenly Father. Where a lot of times I see people, okay, you know what I'm dealing about, but I'm not going to testify or I'm not going to tell you about the words of Christ. But that should be the time where you're just, oh, I'm gonna let it, I'm gonna let it ride. They don't let it ride because it's in their nature to try to seduce you because that's what spirit that they're dealing with. So it should be in our nature to do what? To try to wake them up, to try to recover them from the snare of the devil. That, this is what our mission is. It's not. It, we're not on an airline doing these shows to do what? Just to bash people every week or every day of the week, whatever show we're doing. That's not our job. Our job is to teach repentance. So whether that be with family, 
whether they know or not, we're supposed to be broadcasting this upon upon the roofs of the houses and the highways and the byways. That's what Jesus Christ said, isn't it? Oh yeah, yes it is. Okay. So in the Bible, does the Bible deal with Thanksgiving? <laughs> the word. Does the Bible speak of Thanksgiving as far as the word Thanksgiving? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, you, you can find that in the Psalms. In different areas of the Psalms were giving thanks. But there's mm-hmm. a difference between giving thanks to God Almighty, as it is written in the scriptures, and setting aside the what, the fourth Thursday uh in, in the uh in the in the month of November to, to sit down with family members and pray over more than likely abominable foods and give thanks to the Lord for that. That, that there is a difference. Mm-hmm. And let's get one of those. Let's get one of those scriptures. Let's go to Psalms 26 and verse 7. Because we read in Romans, it says the things that were written aforetime were written for our learning. So the things in the Bible, we're supposed to learn from them. So let's learn what the Bible is speaking about Thanksgiving. Read on. All right. Uh, This is Psalms 26 and 7 that I may publish with the voice of thanksgiving and so all thy wondrous works. So this is David. This is David speaking. And he said that I may publish the voice of thanksgiving. When it's talking about thanksgiving, it's talking about him giving thanks to the Heavenly Father and tell of all thy wondrous works because that's what we're supposed to do. That's what the disciples did in Acts, the second chapter, when they were filled with the Holy Spirit. And they begin to speak in tongues, which is other languages, to the Jews that came out of every nation under heaven to keep what? The Feast of Pentecost. They wasn't there to keep the, the May Day Feast. They was there to keep the Feast of Pentecost, the Feast of Weeks. And that was a time, that was a seasonal feast, when the first things would begin to prop up and you would bring that to Jerusalem and give thanks to the Lord. And you would bring the best of your flock, the best of your sheep, the best of the crops you had gone, the best of the corn, not to worship the God of corn. You brought the Lord, the God, the corn, to thankful for that the corn grew that year. But now you go to, what, Walmart or Kroger's or Tesco's or Sainsbury's over here, and you have these different festivals, whether they call it Thanksgiving or whether they call it Harvest Festival, because that's what they call over here, but they're one and the same. Harvest Festival and Thanksgiving, they are one and the same. It's just that one you put off later. And the other one comes around, uh, what, it's September time, September, October. But they're both pagan. But we're supposed to give thanks to the Heavenly Father. We're supposed to give thanks to the Heavenly Father for the things that he's given us. And that's why we have the Feast of Pentecost or the Feast of Weeks. And then towards the fall, we have the Feast of Tabernacles. This is when all everything was brought in into the storehouse. Then that's when you had a great feast. And we're going to get that and read that um, in Leviticus, the 23rd chapter. But let's go to uh, Philippians 4 and 6. Because when you read about Thanksgiving, it's not dealing with the pagan traditions that you have on these two days or the harvest festival 
None of these things are associated with the thanksgiving that the Lord has set up. Read that, Philippians 4 and 6. I mean, it, and a lot of people, you know, I know I did, uh, when we did the, the Halloween shows, I pasted a lot of stuff in, in in my Facebook about Halloween. And, you know, I I wasn't, I, I, sh, I was no respecter of persons. Because some people, you know, they're, They'll say things to strangers, but then when it comes to their family, then they're like, oh, I'm not going to, I might lose some family members. So, you know, sir, I, I didn't hold anything back. And whoever posted anything about uh, Halloween or whatever, I would give them a flyer, I would show them scriptures, or I would make a comment. And some people didn't like it. You know, some people got upset. But it's, in this world, people, you know, they'll say anything, a Merry Christmas, and a lot of people will know that you don't celebrate Christmas or you don't celebrate, but they'll tell you anyway. So, <laughs> you know, we we should be upset, but we're not. We know what what this thing is about and what we're supposed to do, and we're supposed to spread forth the gospel. So read that. All right. Um, this is Philippians chapter 4, verse 6. Be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. It said, be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be known unto God. Now, how many people, when they, when they, when it gets to the day that's been set up by the American government for thanksgiving, or they're going to be given their prayer and supplication and thanks to the Lord. How many of them are going to be keeping the commandments? Is it just a two-day thing? Because this is what people do. They go every year, they gather up, and then what? They go to East, they put it on the East the best. But are you really serving the Lord? Because the Lord hates that. That's being fake. That's lip service. Oh, Lord, I'd like to thank you for this food and everything we had this year. But a whole year, you've been a freak and a fornicator or whore and a whoremonger. And now you're going to give thanks to God? For real? Are you are you for real? Is he going to hear you? Let's go to Psalms. Let's stay in the Psalms. Or let's go back to the Psalms. Psalms 50 and 14. Because, yes, we are supposed to give thanksgiving unto the Lord. But not on the days that this man is set up. You should be afraid. You should be afraid. To give thanks on those days. Oh, this is Thanksgiving that uh, Abraham Lincoln set up, and we're gonna give thanks God to God because He said so. For what? And you you haven't repented? So read that Psalms fifty and fourteen. All right, this is Psalm fifty and fourteen. Offer unto God thanksgiving and pay thy vows unto the Most High. It says, offer unto God thanksgiving. And see, in the past, that thanksgiving usually came with some kind of sacrifice. Because in the past, in the Old Testament, they did sacrifices. But now, in the New Testament, Christ, you're supposed to render the calves of your lips. So you're supposed to give thanks to the Heavenly Father, but that's supposed to be measured with repentance and following Jesus Christ. And Jesus Christ kept the Feast of Tabernacles. He did not keep no Thanksgiving Day. It wasn't even, it wasn't even established then. But people follow these things wholeheartedly, ignorantly, 
and then they'll fight to stay in ignorance once you tell them the truth, which is, you know, which is shocking. So read on. All right. Verse 15, and call upon me in the day of trouble, and I will deliver thee, and thou shalt glorify me. So it says who we're supposed to call on, we're supposed to call on the day, we're supposed to call on the Lord in the day of trouble, and he will deliver us. Before us to call on the call on the name of the Lord, the scriptures tell us that if you call on the name of the Lord, he that nameth the name of the Lord, let him depart from iniquity. And see, that's what a lot of people, they don't want to do. Read on. All right. But unto the wicked, God saith, what hast thou to do to declare my statutes, or that thou shouldst take my covenant in thy mouth? So this is what the Lord is saying, you know, to people on on Thanksgiving. You're going to give thanks to the Lord, but how are you going to put the Lord's name in your mouth? That's just like a rapper that's rapped about murder, death, and hoochie mama, and coochie mama, and this and that. And now, I'm going to give thank God for this uh, American Music Award, this Grammy. Who are you thanking God for? you wicked. You need to repent. That's what you need to do first. And then come back and thank the Heavenly Father. But many people, it's not a time for examination you know, these years is just a time for fun. And that's what Satan does. He gets takes God out of the uh, equation where God's commandments are supposed to be established. And then what he put is there. You're going to have fun, drink, and you're going to watch the football game. American football for, for, for those that's in the UK. You're going to get to watch the football game, have a few beers, chill, and laugh. But there's no self-examination. There's no worship of God. There's What, what is allotted to God is just a prayer. Pray over the food. That's it. That's it. Where the whole thing is supposed to be thanks to God, but not on these days that man is set up. So it says, but but unto the wicked, God said, what has thou to do to declare my statutes? So if you're a fornicator committing adultery, that's what a lot of people are going to They're going to get drunk on these days, which the Lord the Lord says, what? Well, you're not supposed to be a drunken. He says, Don't, you're not supposed to be drunk. You're supposed to be filled with the spirit. Spirit. Read on. All right. But unto the wicked, God said, What hast thou to do to declare my statutes, or that thou shouldest take my covenant in thy mouth, seeing thou hatest instruction and casteth my words behind thee? Seeest thou hatest instruction and casteth my words behind thee. So, what do they do? What do they do? How do they hate instruction? Instead of taking heed to the word of the Lord and applying it, and like you said, self-examination, that's a, that's, that's a big part of it when you go into 2 Corinthians 13 and 5. Nonetheless, uh, instead of taking the heed of the word, taking heed, excuse me, to the word of the Lord and applying it, they do just the opposite. Now, that's not for me. I'm going to do what I want to do. I'm going to do what I feel instead of doing what thus saith the Lord uh, established in the scriptures. Mm -hmm. So instead of looking at Leviticus, the 23rd chapter, where it says, thus saith the Lord, these are my feasts. These are my holy convocations. They're going to take, they're going to take Thanksgiving hands down without even, without even looking at it. That's what it means. They cast my words behind them. Get that out of here. I don't want to see that. What are you talking about? Man, bring me that turkey. You better bring me that, that 
candy, yam, ham, fried chicken. That's we're going to have food. We're going to thank the Lord for this day. I don't care who set it up. That's what kind of attitudes that people will have. It's like, look, you have to make a choice. Are you going to keep the Feast of Tabernacle or are you going to keep Thanksgiving? Now, the last show we did last week, we went we went into the origin. I put up the fly. I'll, I'll put it up again in the chat room. Where's the article that's dealing with Thanksgiving and its origin? That is the worship of other gods. But you tell people that, hey, I don't care about that. I don't care if it's the worship of other gods. I don't care that it's pagan. I'm going to do it anyway. I'm going to get together with my family anyway. What you should do is like, where to take this information, go to the Thanksgiving and just hear. Let's listen to this. Or let's watch this because we've got um, YouTube videos up on Thanksgiving and all these pagan holidays and what they're really about and how they're not of the most high. It's a trick. So read verse 18. Verse 18. When thou sawest a thief, then thou consentest with him and hast been partakers with adulterers. Read on. Thou givest thy mouth to evil, and thy tongue frameth deceit. Thou sittest and speakest against thy brother. Thou slanderest thine own mother's son. Now, see, this is the attitude of the wicked. It says, when thou sawest a thief, thou consented with him, and hast been partaker, partaker with adulterers. Because many of these feasts and things, what is it about? It's about money, getting money from the people. It's about commerce. It's not about serving the Lord. So what, you robbing the people and we got a sale and there's a Thanksgiving sale? Oh, man, I get this and I can get that. And partakers with adulterers. So people going around sleeping with other people's spouses on these days, oh, I was drunk. And people, oh, he got drunk, and they were just having fun. You ain't saying, what the hell are you doing? Don't you know that's so-and-so's wife? Don't you know that, look, you aren't you married? Hey, sister, ain't you married to so-and-so? Yeah, I know your man, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I grew up with him. You married this, why you with this other dude? Oh, it's the office party, and everybody's just happy. People go along with it. I ain't saying nothing, none of my business. But a man of the Lord will not be silent. But the wicked want to come up as like, oh, we we come to we come to worship God now. It's Thanksgiving. No, you ain't worshiping the Lord. So what the hell you have a day called Thanksgiving? You don't know what any people don't know what those things are about, and they don't care to know. Cause why? It's gonna put a damper on their fun. Because a lot of people want to engage in those things. They use this time to, to promote different scams or rip people off or to try to get some free loving or, or sex or sex somebody up. These days aren't about giving thanks to the Heavenly Father. Then you have the church. The church, well, we're going to make it about God. How can you make it about God? It's not about God. If it was about God, then you would be reading Leviticus, the 23rd chapter. They're about money. They're about stealing from the congregation because they're not telling them the truth. Look, Thanksgiving is not biblical. The Bible says about giving thanks and thanksgiving unto God, but it's not a day appointed called Thanksgiving. That was set up by Abraham Lincoln and the U.S. government. So what are we, what are we to do? What are we to do? And then in Psalms, what it goes on is begin to speak about Jesus Christ. It says, 
thou sittest and speakest against thy brother, thou slanderest thy own mother's son. That's speaking about Christ. Because when you celebrate these days, you go in and you speaking against Christ. Because that's what they did with the, the Pharisees and the Sadducees, and they slandered Christ. And they said, oh, he said this and he said that to have him put to death. That spirit hasn't gone away. That spirit is, 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 is the same spirit that's in the people now. When we come up and speak the words of God, not our own words, and we say these are the days that the Lord has appointed, what, you have people come up and speak against us and slander, oh, see, they got a knife and they've come out to do some kind of evil. That's what used to happen to us when we go out on the streets, and a brother's still going out on the streets in different places, in different cities. People come up and say, he got a knife, and call the police. We speak in the words of God, but it'd be cutting them to the heart. And that's the example that it shows in the scriptures. When the true men of God came and spoke the word, they wasn't coming out for no money or for no reward. They were coming to speak the, speak the word. So that made them dangerous. But going into the, um, these uh, counterfeit days, because it's a counterfeit, I'm actually I'm going to give you brothers first crack at it. Did they do such things like that in the past? Because the scripture says the things that were written aforetime were written for our learning. Did they set up counterfeit days and counterfeit gods to oppose the true days of the Heavenly Father? Oh, yeah. Oh, that sir. did happen. That did happen. Example? <laughs> oh. Bear with me just, a second. Just if you know the story. Uh, one example was when the uh, apostles were teaching the words of Jesus Christ, and I forgot who the, the Roman official at that time was, but Scripture says there were intending to bring them forth after Easter. Mm -hmm. And of course, you know, of course in the scriptures there's no such thing as Easter, but Passover, that's the true word, that's the true high holy day of the Lord that has everything to do with Jesus Christ. But yet and still, as a counterfeit to that, you got Easter, which is basically idolatry, paganism, uh, and homage to the false goddess Ashtaroth or Ishtar or Ishtada, which is the goddess of fertility, which is the reason why you have the symbolism of the bunnies and the symbolisms of, 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 of the eggs. All that, all those things are allusions to fertility. And yet, you, you, on top of that, you've got many churches that try to Christianize that, and I use the word Christianize. That is to say, they try to put a holy spin or a righteous spin, or try to involve God in something that the Lord did not have anything to do with, or neither did he sanction for us to celebrate to begin with in the first place. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, I want you to, to hold that thought, and we're going we're gonna to take a short break, and we're going to be right back. So hold that thought, and we'll be back. Connect with the Body of Christ Church on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. You can like our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash the BOCC. Follow us on Twitter at the BOCC. And view our videos on youtube.com forward slash the BOCC1. Link with us to learn more about repentance and salvation according to the Holy Bible. Remember what Christ says. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. 
for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. We pray that the information on our pages guide you towards true repentance to the Heavenly Father in the name of Christ. Shalom. I marvel that you are so soon removed from him that called you into the grace of Christ unto another gospel, which is not another, but there be some that trouble you and will pervert the gospel of Christ. BLCC, your mission is bring out the truth, expose these devils for the liar that they are. Shalom. Here we go. Salvation is near, but is declared what are you following? The doctrine of some hollow men leading to destruction then. What you gonna do when you realize the lies open up your eyes? Oh my surprise, the mission really begins in Isaiah 8 and 10. If they're not speaking according to scriptures, why are we listening? They say they're men of the Lord, but their Lord is Satan's salvation. Forsaken, Christ the hating. The Lord is gonna stop them. The false is the doctrine, the last days of Perilous times, but we'll survive them when we ask a question and get the right answer. Are you smarter than your pastor? Tune in to Are You Smarter Than Your Pastor, where we examine things said by men and women claiming to be God's ministers to reveal whether or not they are speaking God's word and doing his will. Tuesdays at 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time on blogtalkradio.com forward slash the B-O-C-C. Shalom. The Body of Christ Church Radio Network broadcasts seven days a week on blogtalkradio.com forward slash the B-O-C-C. Listen to our archive broadcasts or check us out while we are live on the air. Come and visit us in the virtual living room at 2 o'clock p.m. on Sundays where we examine current topics according to the scriptures. Are you looking for the truth? Can you handle the truth? Find out on Mondays at 8 o'clock p.m. It doesn't matter what church you attend or philosophy you believe, take the challenge to see Are You Smarter Than Your Pastor on Tuesdays at 8 o'clock p.m. The world is engrossed in darkness, but it shall be destroyed by the light. Check out From Darkness to Light at 7 o'clock p.m. on Wednesdays, where all manner of witchcraft, occult practices, and Satanism is exposed for what it is. Before the light comes, it's time to awake on Thursday at 8 o'clock p.m. If you are seeking salvation, listen to Repentance is the Key, Fridays at 7 o'clock p.m. And after you've listened to all of these shows, find out how we will become kings and priests Saturday mornings at 9 o'clock a.m. All shows are on Eastern Standard Time. Remember to check out The Body of Christ Church seven days a week on blogtalkradio.com forward slash the VOCC. That's blogtalkradio.com forward slash T-H-E-B-O-C-C. Shalom.
on the divine. Chapter 6. And I saw when the Lamb opened one of the seals, and I heard, as it were the noise of thunder, one of the four beasts saying, Come and see. And I saw, and behold, a white horse. And he that sat on him had a bow, and a crown was given unto him. And he went forth, conquering and to conquer. And when he had opened the second seal, I heard the second beast say, Come and see. And there went out another horse that was red, and power was given to him that sat thereon to take peace from the earth, and that they should kill one another. And there was given unto him a great sword. When he had opened the third seal, I heard the third beast say, Come and see. And I beheld, and lo, a black horse, and he that sat on him had a pair of balances in his hand. And I heard a voice in the midst of the four beasts say, A measure of wheat for a penny, and three measures of barley for a penny. And see, thou hurt not the oil and the wine. And when he had opened the fourth seal, I heard the voice of the fourth beast say, Come and see. And I looked, and behold, a pale horse. And his name that sat on him was Death, and hell followed with him. And power was given unto them over the fourth part of the earth to kill with sword, and with hunger, and with death, and with the beasts of the earth. And when he had opened the fifth seal, I saw under the altar the souls of them that were slain for the word of God and for the testimony which they held. And they cried with a loud voice, saying, How long, O Lord, holy and true, dost thou not judge and avenge our blood on them that dwell on the earth? And white robes were given unto every one of them. And it was said unto them that they should rest yet for a little season until their fellow servants also and their brethren that should be killed as they were should be fulfilled. And I beheld when he had opened the sixth seal, and lo, there was a great earthquake, and the sun became black as sackcloth of hair, and the moon became as blood, and the stars of heaven fell unto the earth, even as a fig tree casteth her untimely figs when she is shaken of a mighty wind. And the heaven departed as a scroll when it is rolled together, and every mountain and island were moved out of their places. And the kings of the earth and the great men and the rich men, and the chief captains, and the mighty men, and every bondman, and every free man, hid themselves in the dens and in the rocks of the mountains, and said to the mountains and rocks, Fall on us, and hide us from the face of him that sitteth on the throne, and from the wrath of the Lamb. For the great day of his wrath is come, and who shall be able to stand? Welcome back to Kings and Priest Thanksgiving. Is it giving thanks? Are you giving thanks to God? Or are you giving thanks to Satan? I'd like to thank everyone that's called in early this morning. I know a lot of people, you know, this is your day off, but you got up and you've you've tuned into the show. And um everyone that's in the chat room, like really thank you for listening. But we also want you to Spread the word. Put the link back in there for the Thanksgiving information. Share that with your family, your friends, and let them know about this Thanksgiving Day. For those that's just learning about, you know, the history of Thanksgiving, we've we've done many shows before. Last week we did a show 
on Thanksgiving and bringing out the history. And I think um, the flyer that we have on our website, uh, the bocc.com forward slash thanksgiving.htmm does a very good job of explaining that as well and giving the scriptures what you're supposed to be doing, what days you're supposed to be celebrating. So I see we got another caller. John's not. Hello, caller from four four three nine six. Oh man, on, I, I didn't mean to press the button if I did. So. Oh, okay, don't worry. Okay, I'm just listening. All right. Okay. All right, brothers, we're back, and we was going into is the that that counterfeit. The counterfeit days, because Satan has set up counterfeit days to keep our people from worshiping the true days. And let's go to 2 Corinthians, the 11th chapter and the 13th verse. Someone get that and read that. All right. This is 2 Corinthians chapter 11 and verse 13. It says, For such are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into the apostles of Christ. So it tells you that there are false apostles and their workers, they're deceitful workers. So it's their job to do what? Deceit is mean to deceive. Transforming themselves into apostles of Christ. So there's people that's going to tell you there's nothing wrong with Thanksgiving. This is where we're supposed to thank the Lord, blah, blah, blah. This is the day. But there are people, there's ministers of Satan. Read verse 14. And no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. Right. So everything that the Heavenly Father does, Satan is setting up a counterfeit to take you away from the truth. Because that's what Satan does. Even in the Garden of Eden, what was Satan's doctrine? You can do what you want to do. You can oppose God and you get no punishment. So that's what people think. You think you can thank God and don't, there's no repentance required? You don't have to repent? There's drug dealers that thank God. There's uh, uh, whoremongers and adulterers, oh, we want to thank God for this for this turkey and we want to thank God for this food. But they're not repentant. People that, you know, they're going to bring their girlfriend, they're going to bring their boyfriend to their mama's house and, oh, we're going to sit around and we're going to go, oh, yeah, that's just a so-and-so girlfriend, and he brought her home to meet meet, 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 and meet the parents. But the, but the scripture says what? Marriage is honorable and all, but you come to thank God, for real? So, read verse 15. Therefore, it is no great thing if his ministers also be transformed as ministers of righteousness, whose end shall be according to their works. It says, therefore, it is no great thing if his ministers also be transformed as the ministers of righteousness. Now, how many people are going to go to church on so-called Thanksgiving and think that they're giving thanks to the Lord? And the men up there, a lot of them know, not all of them, but a lot of them know that, that Thanksgiving is a bunch of paganism. You see certain ministers, and they be teaching about, you know, even the cloud did a show on the rappers and new preachers, and you had this one um preacher that was supposed to be like a you know investigating pagan days and he was bringing out how the uh rappers were selling their souls to satan that same guy i sent him an email and asked him well, why don't you bring out you know the different uncover the truth about christmas 
You think I got a reply? So they'll bring out other things, but not nothing that's going to hurt the bottom line. So let's go in the scripture to show you that this is nothing new, where they were set up other gods or other days, a point of the days, to keep the people from worshiping the true God. Let's go to First Kings, the 12th chapter, the 27th verse. So th this is what they've done. They set up all kind of other days, but then the days that's listed in the Bible, you'll hear people say, oh, that's for the Jews. But you selling damn days that's pagan for Satan. I would rather keep the days of the children of God than keep the days of Satan. Oh, that's that Jewish holiday. Why are you keeping that? That's for the Jews, boy. What are you talking? It's in the scriptures. It's in the Bible. Read First Kings 12, verse 20. That's the foolishness that people say that come out of their mouth because they don't want to serve God because the days that the Heavenly Father said, ain't no loose, ain't, ain't, it's not for you to go and get loose women. It's not for you to get drunk. It's for you to worship God and keep his commandments. So people are opposed to that, and they want to do what they want to do, which is Satanism. That's Satanism one-on-one. Aleister Crowley, to do as I will shall be the whole of the law. But the Bible says, the Lord says, keep my commandments. He doesn't say do what you want to do. He said do what I tell you to do. Read. First Kings chapter 12 and verse 27. If this people go up to do sacrifice in the house of the Lord at Jerusalem, then shall the heart of this people turn again unto their Lord, even unto Rehoboam, king of Judah, and they shall kill me and go again to Rehoboam, king of Judah. So Jeroboam, at this time, the, the kingdom... The kingdom of Israel split into king, two kingdoms. You had the kingdom in the north and you had the kingdom of the south. You had the, the tribes that split off and became the kingdom of Israel in the north. And then you had the tribe of Judah with the Levites and the Benjamites. And they became the kingdom in the south. So he said, look, if these people go up to do sacrifice in the house of the Lord at Jerusalem... Then shall the heart of this people turn again unto the Lord, even unto Rehoboam, the king of Judah, and then they shall kill me and go again to Rehoboam, king of Judah. So he didn't want them to go and worship to the proper place. So what did he do? Verse 28. Whereupon the king took counsel and made two calves of gold and said unto them, It is too much for you to go up to Jerusalem. Behold, thy God, O Israel, which brought thee up out of the land of Egypt. So that's what a lot of people think. He said a counterfeit gods. He knew good and well what was supposed to be done. Because what? Because of his own envy and pride. Oh, if they go up, then they're going to turn. They're going to turn to the Lord, and they're going to start serving this other king. Where it was already established that Jer Jeroboam was going to be the king and that the kingdom was going to split because of the wickedness that King Solomon had did and worshiping other gods, worshiping the gods of all those, those um, the uh, women of the other nation that he had taken for his wives. He went off from that worshiping the Heavenly Father and serving the Heavenly Father and started setting up these, these idols so that the Lord split the kingdom because of that. 
So the Lord already told Jeroboam that, look, this was of the Lord. This was gonna what was going to happen. But here this guy, in his pride, no, I don't want you going down to there. I'm going to set up some counterfeit gods for you to worship so you don't return unto the Lord. So that's what Satan has done. He set up all these different days through his ministers, because Satan has ministers too. Just like the most I have men of God and prophets, Satan have his ministers and his apostles at work. Just like Christ had apostles, Satan got apostles that will make you think that you serve the Lord, but you're really serving Satan. That's the trick. So what did he set up? Two gold calves, idols. And what does the commandment say? Are you supposed to make idols? Nope. That's the first. The second, the first commandment says, Thou shalt have no other gods before me. The second tell you not to make any idols. So this guy made some idols, and the people went for it. And what did he say? It's too much for you. It's too much for you to go up to Jerusalem. So what did he say? It's too much for you to serve the Lord. And now people go for that too. Oh, it's too much for me to, you know, I can't go back now. I've been, I've been keeping Thanksgiving all my life. My mama, my daddy, my grandfather, my grandmother, she kept Thanksgiving. And I, how I'm going to dishonor her memory. So you would be more concerned with dishonoring people than dishonoring God. Man, please. That's scary. That is scary. And that's what people do. It's too much for me, you know, if, I, if I'm not going to show up. At the Thanksgiving, then, you know, my family, they're not going to help me. They're not going to like me anymore, blah, blah, blah. Because do you still speak to your family? Oh, yeah. What about you, Abba? You still speak well, to I have no communication with my family. It's just that, like, like, you know, the scripture says, we stand in the scriptures and understanding of repentance, and <laughs> that's it. But you don't so, just cut them off. So... What he did, he set up a lie. And this is what this is. This is what these days are. From Halloween, it's a lie. It ain't got nothing to do with the Lord. Even if you try to call it Jesus, we ain't got nothing to do with the Lord. Same thing with Thanksgiving Harvest Festival. Because they had that madness at, at my children's school. Like, oh, well, we're going to read the Bible and the Scriptures. So what? You're going to read the Bible and the Scriptures for a, a fake false day that the Lord didn't ordain, that's pagan, satanic, and that they go and burn up. The tradition is what? They get a bonfire and burn somebody up in it. That's what you feel. No, my children ain't celebrating that. Oh, we're going to read the Bible. Yeah, whatever. And then they'd be mad and upset. But this is a feeling for a lot of people. It's too much for them to serve the days that the Heavenly Father set up. So they worship and keep these counterfeit days appointed by man via the spirit of Satan. So this is what this man said. Look, these are the gods who brought thee up out of the land of Egypt. Now, real quick, let's go to Exodus 20 and verse 1. And let's see who brought up, up the children of Israel out of the land of Egypt. Was it two golden calves? Read. Exodus 20 and verse 1. And God spake all these words, saying, I am the Lord thy God, which have brought thee out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. Now, so it was the Lord that brought us out of the, the, the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage, out of that captivity, out of that slavery. It wasn't some golden calves. And this thing is new. Moses went up to get the commandments, and then what? What do the people make us a golden calf? 
This thing is a new. They keep doing it. People keep doing it, going from the Lord and setting up some counterfeit God. Read verse 29. Okay. Going back to 1 Kings chapter 12. Now, verse 29. It says, <clears throat> bear with me a second, please. Verse 29. And he set one in Bethel, and the other put he in Dan. Mm-hmm, and this thing became a sin, for the people went to worship before the one, even unto Dan. So he made a, the people went for it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, oh, well, who established this? The king is in charge of the government. So he established the day, and the people went for it. Just like the American people or people all the world, whether they Thanksgiving's in America, you have Harvest Festival in other places of the world, which are different pagan. It's like, well, the government established the day. It's a siesta, fiesta, whatever. It's a, 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 it's a, it's a day that we get off or whatever, we're going to give thanks to God. No, 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 no. Just say it's a day that they set up. But don't put God's name in it. But this is what people do because it's a trap of Satan. Why did you say, oh, this is just the, these are the gods that I've set up and so you can worship so you don't go to, no, I put a trick bag in it. These are the gods that brought you out of Egypt. So you're taking the name of the Lord in vain. Read on. Okay. And he made an house of high places and made priests of the lowest of the people, which hmm. were not of the sons of Levi. So what did he do? The, the scriptures tell you, the scriptures tell you in the old time, the priests were supposed to be the Levites and they had standards. You can, um, you can just, oh, I'm a Levite and you're going to be a priest. You had to serve the Lord. Now, in the New Testament, do they have standards on how the priest is supposed to be set up? Mm-hmm. We well, could just say I'm going to be a priest and go to go to the little seminary school or whatever. No, you can't be a freak and a fornicator and a child molester and be and be a servant of the Lord and be a priest of the Lord. But that's what they have in a lot of these churches, and more and more keep coming out because what they do away with the right ways of the heavenly Father, and you become perverted. You become a sin. So he said this thing became a sin, and they set up. They set up wicked men to be over, because that's the only thing that could be over these things, is wicked men. How are you going to know that the Lord of heaven and earth delivered the Israelites out of Egypt, and you're going to come and tell a bold-faced lie and say, look, these are the gods who brought you out of Egypt. But that's what many people were doing during these false satanic holidays. You know, Christmas is about Christ. You're a damn liar. It's not about Christ. It's about sun worship, Dias Solus, Sol Evictus. That's what it's about. It's not about Christ. Christ wasn't born on December 25th. Where is that in the scriptures? Uh, 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 well, it's a good time to minister. That's what people foolishly said. It was a good time to minister the gospel. Well, wait a minute. You didn't answer my question. Christ said, let your yay be yay, your nay be nay. Any more that come up with these is evil. So is this about Christ? Uh, uh, uh. It's the same thing with Thanksgiving. It's man-made. Is it of the Lord? Uh, uh. Those are the hard questions. They're like, why, why are you so angry? Why are you, why are you raising your voice? Isaiah 58, lift up thy voice like a trumpet and show my people their transgressions. Why are you speaking so loud? 
Christ spoke loud. See, that's what that's what they want people to be, some satanic, effeminate men. And that's what you have in a lot of these churches, damn satanic, effeminate men teaching you the counterfeit Bible, teaching you counterfeit um, holy days, which ain't holy at all. So this thing isn't new. This guy set up a whole nother God for people to worship and say, look, we're going to set up days for you to worship. You don't have to go down to Jerusalem. That's going to be too hard for you. That's going to be too difficult for you. And that's the way people feel now. It's going to be too difficult for me to strip away from Christmas and the Christmas party and, you know, the Christmas blunt and the Christmas wine. And that's going to be too difficult for me to explain to little Johnny that he's not going to go to Christmas this year. How is it going to be too difficult? All you need to do is tell him the word of the Lord, and instead of keeping the false days, keep the true days. The Feast of Tabernacles instead of Thanksgiving. The Feast of Dedication instead of Christmas. That's the fall and winter festivals in the scriptures. But people don't want to do it. Oh, oh, oh. People going to look at me funny. You're damn right they're going to look at you funny. That's how they looked after the prophets, and that's how they looked at Christ, and that's a good thing. So keep reading. All right. Verse 32. And Jeroboam ordained a feast in the eighth month, on the fifteenth day of the month, like unto the feast that is in Judah, and he offered upon the altar. Like so what? Oh, stop, stop, stop. Like what? Like unto the feast that is in Judah. So he set up a counterfeit feast. For people to worship. And so that's what Satan does. This thing is not new. Satan, Satan is very good at his job in tricking people and making people feel guilty. That's why we have to we have to strive for the truth unto death, and the Lord is going to fight for us. That's what Christ did. Christ didn't waver from the truth. Christ didn't waver from the words of the Heavenly Father. That's what we have to do. We have to stay true to the truth. Now, is Thanksgiving a day that's set up by the Lord, or is it a day that's like, likened to the days that the Lord set up? Which one is it? B. It's a day likened. To the day <laughs> he said B. Multiple choice? Set up. <laughs> it's a day like it. Yeah. It's a day like it. Because when you look in Leviticus, the 23rd chapter, it was a day when they brought everything in. It was the last time, the final harvest. They would bring everything in, and they would put it in the storehouse for the winter, and they would give thanks. Well, this is what the Thanksgiving story is about before they murdered the Native American Indians. And the Native American Indians were going off because what? They were worshiping the god of corn. It was a corn festival. So what happened? So what happened to the good Christians? So it is like, alike unto the feast that is in Judah. Read on. All right. <clears throat> so did he in Bethel, sacrificing unto the calves that he had made, and he placed in Bethel the priests of the high places which he had made. So he placed those wicked priests in 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 the places that made. Now, now brothers, I'm, I'm gonna put this up. Abaja over there, quiet. Abaja, you still awake? Yeah, I'm still here. <laughs> I'm messing with you, man. Um, whenever, because they said they set up the, the wicked men to be priests. So if a man in the priesthood of the Lord, if he was wicked doing wickedness, what would happen to him? 
Could he say a priest? A priest of the Lord, the Levites in the past, if they were ministering the word to the people and they were wicked, would they would they keep their job? Oh no! Basically, you would see what probably what would have happened um, when we were in the wilderness, where Moses said, "Everyone that's on the Lord's side, stand with, by me." And they went through the camp and started putting people to death. Hmm. Then what about the the the, the priests them that were sleeping with the women and doing all kinds of crazy stuff? What happened to them? They just got a pass. Oh, you're talking about the sons of Eli in the book of uh, Samuel. Mm-hmm. What happened? Well. The, the Most High, the Lord, rendered judgment upon Eli because it said, you know, he didn't restrain his sons. And people can read about that in the book of Samuel because mm-hmm. um, Eli was old, but, you know, he was still a judge. He was the last judge of Israel. The Most High had, you know, had basically dealt with him on that. And all his, I think he uh, basically wiped out that whole line eventually. <laughs> That's no joke. Yeah, the, the Most High, he, he is not playing, man. You know, and and that and the cool thing about all of this, and I shouldn't say cool, but the the merciful thing about this is that even in these days and times, you know, you have people committing things just as bad or worse. Mm-hmm. But you know, again, we all have a chance to repent through Christ. That doesn't mean that we won't have to deal with the circumstances or deal with the repercussions of the decisions that we make. But we can make our slate clean with the Heavenly Father if we repent and continue in those things. Absolutely. Absolutely. So Jeroboam set up these counterfeit days. He set up idols and counterfeit days, counterfeit holy days to celebrate. So it's the same thing that they do in America with their Thanksgiving or Christmas or whatever. They set up counterfeit days underneath a counterfeit God. Because Christmas is not about Christ, it's another counterfeit God. So it's something that's like, it's like it, but it's not the same. That's what Satan does. So read on, there's more on that. All right, verse 33. So he offered upon the altar which he had made in Bethel, the 15th day of the 8th month, even in the month which he had devised of his own heart, and ordained a feast unto, unto the children of Israel, and he offered upon the altar and burnt incense. So he set up a day. He ordained it a feast and said it's about the Lord. Right or wrong? Right. That's, that's, that's what the scripture says that he did. So they've set up days like Thanksgiving, the American government. Uh-oh. Who's that calling? That's the Lord calling it? No, it's not mine. <laughs> Okay, um, they set up days, just like in here, and all days, okay, this is going to be the day. This is the day that you're going to celebrate on. So, what's the day, what's difference? what's the difference between that and setting up Thanksgiving? Because is it, is it the day the Lord set up? No, it's not. There's no difference. No, it's a day that man set up. But people are going to keep it. Why? That's my question. Why? And go, let's go to Romans 10, verse 1. Because people would rather do their own thing than keep the days of the Lord. And this is going to explain it. Paul is going to explain it. Read it. Romans 10, verse 1. All right. Romans chapter 10, starting on verse 1. Brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel 
is that they might be saved. For I bear them record that they have a zeal of God, but not according to knowledge. For they, being ignorant of God's righteousness, and going about to establish their own righteousness, have not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of God. So it says, Brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they might be saved. So Paul isn't looking for destruction, death. He's looking for salvation to come. But, he says, for I bear them record, they have a zeal for God, but not according to knowledge. So, wanted to thank God for the things that you've gotten for the year. That's a good thing. But that's not what God has established. That's not the day that God has established. So, there is something wrong with you celebrating something that God hasn't celebrated. There is something wrong with you celebrating things that set up in secret to celebrate and worship Satan. That's a problem. It says, for they being ignorant of God's righteousness, because God set up days for us to celebrate. He set up the Feast of Tabernacles. He set up the Passover, which the Bible tells you that Christ is our Passover. So he's talking about, I'm not going to keep the Passover, I'm going to keep Easter. I'm going to keep Easter. The very name Easter is of a goddess of another god. So people are ignorant of God's righteousness. And they go about to establish their own righteousness. That's why people will say, there's nothing wrong with celebrating Christmas. You're just remembering Christ. No, you're not. No, you're not. You're ignorant of God's righteousness. Because Christ kept the Feast of Dedication. Christ kept the Feast of Tabernacles. He didn't keep no Thanksgiving. He gave thanks in the temple of God. But it wasn't no, no Thanksgiving, no pagan god of corn worship. But this is what this Thanksgiving is about. People won't believe it. They just get mad. They get mad. When you start to bring out the truth that's in the Bible, you start reading this word, which is fire. You start reading this word, which is cutting. People get mad, and they get upset. Oh, why are you bringing that out? Let's see. Read, read verse 13, uh, chapter 13, verse 1. Let's see. When the prophet of God came, and he started to bring out about this madness, these idolatry and false days, what was Jeroboam's response? Read on. First Kings 13 and 1. And behold, there came a man of God out of Judah by the word of the Lord unto Bethel, and Jeroboam stood by the altar to burn incense. And he cried against the altar and the word of the Lord, <clears throat> and said, O altar, altar, thus saith the Lord, behold, a child shall be born unto the house of David, Josiah by name. And upon thee shall he offer the priests of the high places that burn incense upon thee, and men's bones shall be burnt upon thee. So what? He began to speak out against this false altar and idol that had been set up by Jeroboam. And furthermore, I see the question uh, by Patriot Greg in the chat room. Uh, and I got a question of my own. Was Christ born on December the 25th? So I'm going to let you muse on that one and respond in the chat room. But what? The prophet of God who came from Judah, speaking the words of God unto Bethel, and he stood before Jeroboam, and Jeroboam's burning these incense to this, this idol, and, and he's beginning to speak against it. And what happened? Read on. Okay. And verse 3, and he gave a sign the same day, saying, 
This is the sign which the Lord has spoken. Behold, the altar shall be rent, and the ashes that are upon it shall be poured out. Mm-hmm. Read on. And it came to pass, when King Jeroboam heard the saying of the man of God, which had cried against the altar in Bethel, that he put forth his hand from the altar, saying, Lay hold on him. And his hand, which he had put forth against him, dried up, so that he could not pull it in again to him. So he said, lay hand on him. Put your hands on him. <laughs> so when he did that, what happened? The man's hand dried up. Because that's what it's talking about. Touch not my anointed and do my prophets no harm. Because he came speaking the words of God against idolatry. Against the worship of other gods. And when he tried to put his hand on him, what? He couldn't touch him. And that's what a lot of people do. A lot of people, they get angry or upset when you speak about these false holidays and about the idolatry. They automatically get up, oh, get him, or call the police on him. Why are you talking about this? Why are you talking about that? Why aren't you talking about something else? Because they cut. But we can't be touched. We can't be stopped. Because the word of the Lord is not going to go out void. And you still haven't answered my question. Is December the 25th Christ's birthday? Let your yay be yay and your nay be nay. Any more that come up of these, Patriot Greg, is evil. So what you're saying is not a day, it's an event, that's evil. Because you haven't answered the question, my brother. All right, read on. So the man had dried up. He tried to touch him. Couldn't be touched. Read on. Verse 4. And it came to pass when King Jeroboam heard the train, Excuse me. <clears throat> I apologize. I meant, I meant verse 5. The Go altar ahead. also was rent, and the ashes poured out from the altar, according to the sign which the man of God had given by the word of the Lord. Right. So what happened? Exactly what the word of the Lord, the prophet of God said was going to happen, happened. Now let's deal with this in the chapter. No one knows the date of, the, of Christ's birth. We celebrate his birth. Not a specific day. So why is it on December the 25th? That's the day that everyone... See, this is a mis misnomer. We don't celebrate... The, nobody knows the date of Christ's birth. We celebrate his birth. Not a specific day. Now, in the scriptures, does Christ tell you to remember his birth? Number one. No. Number two, does Jesus Christ tell you how to remember him? Yes. Okay. So... Let's, let's get it. But see, there's a reason. There's a reason. And see, what I'm gathering, I surmise in my mind, Patriot Greg must get together with his family on December 25th. He must get together with people, and that's what he's teaching to his congregation, his people. Nothing wrong with the day. But there is something wrong with the day when you look at the origin of it. So, Patriot Greg, I would advise you to go and look at the day and see what it's really about and we would invite you to keep the Feast of Dedication, which is coming up, that it speaks about in the book of John, the 10th chapter, and the 23rd verse. But first of all, let's get and see how Christ told us to remember him. Get that right. in Corinthians. Can I, can I start with this one? Just right quick. One quick scripture, John 14 and 15. If he loved me, keep my commandments. Now, 1 Corinthians chapter 11, starting at verse 23. It mm -hmm. says, For I have received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, 
that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And mm-hmm. when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. Right. After the same manner also he took the cup when he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye as oft as ye drink it in remembrance of me. So why don't people do that? And as often, it's not on a specific day. People try to name it down to a specific day. But Christ said, as often as you do this, you do in remembrance of me. Because when you do that, it's a sign what of what Christ did for us to repent. Repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. That was a sign that he was going to be a sacrifice. The sacrifices in the past were for he was going to be a sin sacrifice. So the Lord will pass over us and pass over our sins and forgive us. But see, people won't remember that. They won't remember that. They won't remember the Passover. Well, they remember, we're going to remember because we say so, establishing their own righteousness. We're going to remember this event on this day. That was established by who? Constantine, who was a sun worshiper, who was a pagan. He didn't care about Christ. He didn't care about Christ. He did the same thing that Jeroboam did to keep his kingdom together. This is history. To keep his kingdom together, say, okay, what? I'm going to convert the kingdom into Christianity, but you know what? I'm going to keep the pagan God. That's what Jeroboam did. To keep my kingdom together, you know what? I'm going to keep them from going, I'm going to keep them from going down to Jerusalem, and I'm going to set up some gods for them to worship. It's no difference. What people have to do is let go. Let go of what you know and deal with the scriptures. That's what you have to do. Don't be afraid. People are afraid. I'm going to lose my family if I don't celebrate Christmas. Christmas is pagan. It's pagan. It's Satan worship. That's what lies beneath. It's not Christ. Christ don't hide. He tell the truth. So why you got to hide, you know, Santa Claus? Is that about Christ? No. That's about a demonic spirit that dwells in the fire. That's why he comes down the chimney. Or we're going we to nice up the demon. That's what they do. That's what Satan does. They will tell you, well, it's one of the hearth gods that dwells in fire. And you have to set out some kind of offering to appease it so it don't burn up your damn house. They're not going to tell you that. They're going to tell you, oh, it's Jolly Saint Nick. And he's coming to give you gifts. Oh, the stockings and the, oh, that's nothing to do with putting a gift towards a, a god to appease it. That's nothing to do. That's for Saint Nick. And he's going to come and give you some stuff and... That's foolishness. They're not going to tell you that because that's what Satan does. He nices up for you. And then the man of God is going to come and tell you it's all wrong. Quit, lay hands on him. Get him, arrest him, put him in jail. Spoiling our fun. That's foolishness and madness. But we're going, to, we're going to speak the words, you know, no matter what people say or think or feel or whatever. So let's go to Ecclesiastes 43. In verse 1, because the Lord has established the days in the feast. He's established what days we to keep. He's established what days are high days or holy days, which days are ordinary days. He established the Sabbath. Now you got people on the Sabbath. You can worship every day you want to. The Sabbath can be every day. That's foolishness. That's not what the Lord has established. The Lord said in the scriptures, then you must be reading the satanic verses. You're not reading the Bible. The Lord said the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord thy God. 
Not any day you want to. That's establishing your own righteousness. And when you establish your own righteousness, that makes what? You're ignorant of God's righteousness. You don't know what God wants. Read. Ecclesiastes uh, 43 and what now? Say again, please. Verse 1. The pride of the height, the clear firmament, the beauty of heaven, with his glorious show. The sun would it appear, declaring at his rising a marvelous instrument, the work of the Most High. At noon, it parts the country, and who can abide the burning heat thereof? So what is this talking about? The sun and the okay. moon. The different he's talking, he's talking about the sun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Read on. A man blowing a furnace is in works of heat, but the mm-hmm. sun burneth the mountains three times more. Read breathing on. Out, breathing out fiery vapors and sending forth bright beams, it dimmeth the eyes. Right. So you, look at the the you look at the sun. You can't stare at the sun. You got to kind of squint. Read on. Okay. Great is the Lord that made it. And at his commandment, it runneth hastily. So the Lord made, made it to go in this in this cycle. Read on. He made the moon also to serve in her season for a declaration of times and a sign of the world. Read on. For from the moon is the sign of feasts, a sign, excuse me, a light that decreases in her perfection. Mm-hmm. The month is called after her name, increasing wonderfully and her changing, being an instrument of the armies above, shining in the firmament of heaven. Read on. The beauty of heaven, the glory of the stars, and ornament giving light in the highest places of the Lord. So let's go to Genesis, the first chapter, where these things were made. Because it's saying what? He made the moon also to serve in her season for a declaration of times, a sign of the world, for the moon, from the moon is a sign of feast. So the Lord has appointed the times and the cycles and things. It, people say what? You know, okay, we're going by the signs, and that's why we have uh, a harvest festival or Thanksgiving or Christmas or, you know, this is a time for the signs of these things. You know, we're just going according to the sign of the times. The Lord set up the sign of the times, and he set up the feast. So read Genesis 1, verse 14. All right. And God said, Let there be lights in the firmament of heaven to divide the day from the night, and let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and years. Read and on. Let them be, and let them be for lights in the firmament of heaven, of the heaven, to give light upon the earth, and it was so. Read on. Okay. Verse 16. And God made two great lights, the greater light to rule the day, and the lesser light to rule the night. He made the stars also. Read on. And God set them in the firmament of, of the heaven to give light upon the earth, and to rule over the day and over the night, and to divide the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good. So the Lord made these things for their purposes. He set them to be for signs and for seasons and for days. And for years, so you have scientists. Oh, is the 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 Earth is going to go this many times around the sun, and that's going to be the year. And during this time and this season, this is the springtime. This is the fall time. This is the winter time. 
when the sun is on its lowest point, then that's going to be the winter. When the sun is on the highest point, there's a, the Lord did all of that. Not for you to be having damn pagan rituals and festival days. Now let's go to Ecclesiastes 33, and let's start from verse 7. And after, that, mm-hmm. and after that, we're going to be going to Leviticus 23. All right. Ecclesiastes 33 and verse 7. Why doth one day excel another, when as all the light of every day in the year is of the sun? So that's a question. Why doth one day excel another? What day? Why is one day better than another? Go ahead. Okay. By the knowledge of the Lord, they were distinguished, and he altered seasons and feasts. By, them hold on, stop. By what? By the knowledge of the Lord, they were distinguished, and he altered seasons and feasts. By the knowledge of the Lord, the Lord established the Sabbath, which is the seventh day of the week. The Lord established the Feast of Tabernacles in the fall, where you brought everything that you gathered in. It's called the Feast of Ingathering, and to give him thanks and praise and glory and honor and hallelujah for all the things that you had produced that year because you knew it was because of him. He sent the rain to water the crops. You gave praise to him. Not no thanksgiving. That ain't of the Lord. That's the festival of corn. Read on. Okay. Verse, verse 9. Verse 9. Some of them has he made high days and hallowed them, and some of them has he made ordinary days. So, brothers, I'm going to pick on you, Abaja. These days of Thanksgiving, they coincide with any days, feast days of the Lord that we read in Leviticus, the 23rd chapter, brother? Uh, not that I can recall, no. Or not okay. that I can read. You're right, No. So let's see, what are the high days of the Lord? What days have the Lord hallowed and called holidays? Let's go to Leviticus, the 23rd chapter. All right, Leviticus chapter 23, starting at verse 4. It says, And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, and say unto them, Concerning the feasts of the Lord, which ye shall proclaim to be holy convocations, even these are my feasts. Even these are my feast. Now let's see if Thanksgiving is going to be in the list. Okay. The Lord set up the Lord set up days for us to give thanks, but is is Thanksgiving in the list? Come on. All right. Six days shall work be done, but the seventh day is the Sabbath of rest and holy convocation. You shall do no work therein. It is the Sabbath of the Lord in all your dwellings. Hold on. Wait. Wait a minute. Hold on. I see in the chat room and say, oh, this is legalism. Let's just stop there. Stop stop there. Let's go and see where Christ kept the Feast of Tabernacles. Yes, he did. Did Christ keep the Feast of Tabernacles? Mm-hmm. Did Christ, what about Christmas? Because there were a lot of debate. But let's get that at uh, at, um, John 10 and 22. Did Christ keep the Feast of Dedication? Yes, he did. Let's get that. And then we can go back and get tab it out. But get John, get John 10, and let's start from 22 verse. All right. This is the book of John, chapter 10, starting at verse 22. And it says, And it was at Jerusalem, the feast of dedication, and it was winter. 
and Jesus walked in the temple in Solomon's porch. So that's the festival that you're supposed to keep in the wintertime. Is that the best you can do, legalism? See, that's, this is what happens when you come and speak the true words of God. People don't say, well, you know what? We need to do what Christ is doing. They say, oh, that's legalism. You better keep, if you love God, keep the commandments. These feasts were established in the law for the Israelites. So rather than keeping the feast that was established for the holy people, you're going to keep pagan ones? <laughs> that's laughable. That's the best you can do? Come on. We following Jesus Christ, who was an Israelite of the tribe of Judah. Now let's go to John 7 and verse 1. John 7 and 1, it says, After these things Jesus walked in Galilee, for he would not walk in Jewry, because the Jews sought to kill him. Okay, verse now, the Jews' feast of tabernacles was at hand. Mm -hmm. His brethren, therefore, said unto him, Depart hence, and go into Judea, that thy disciples also may see the works that thou doest. So they were telling him, go up to the feast, go up to the feast. Now, did he go up into the feast? Yes, he did. Did he go up to the feast? Mm -hmm. he, not only did he go up to the feast, he taught at the feast.